Hello, and welcome to And We Got Older, a video game podcast because we wanted to. I'm Kobe McGraw. I'm Andrew Evans. It's Tuesday, December 24th, and in this episode, we go over the games we've been playing, such as Journey, After Party, and Control. We also talk about the trends of the past decade and discuss what the next one might look like. Hey, Andrew. How's it going? Hello, Kobe. It's going pretty good. It's the holidays. Yeah, anything Happy special planned? Holidays. Just finished, uh, you know, wrapping presents and, you know, getting ready for tomorrow. Mm-hmm. The, the big uh, Christmas The, the day. big holiday. Yes. The biggest holiday of the year. I'm not really doing much for the holiday. Yeah, I'm not really doing much either. Um, but Christmas week, as a you know, as a child, has always been my favorite time to catch up on video games. Yes, and I don't have any extra time to catch up on video games, but so it's a I good made, opportunity. Some time, you know? yeah. Uh, some opens up some free time exactly. for sure. Um, so, uh, what games are you playing now? Since the last episode. I finished Journey. I, oh. played, I played Journey for the first time ever and finished Journey. The first Journey. time? Yeah, I've never played it before. Okay. Isn't that weird? Like, why? Why did I wait so long? What'd you um, play it on? I played it on a PlayStation 4 Pro. I don't know if that makes a difference. Mm-hmm. Like, is there Pro enhancements for Journey? Uh, I don't better? imagine Does so. the sand look sandier? This definitely looks Pro. Um, the sand looks Pro. But I really loved it. I thought it was really fun, and um, I like the way the music, you know, mm-hmm. kind of changes with everything that you're doing. And I played through the majority of it with one other person, like mm-hmm. the same partner for almost the entire, what like two and a half hours, I mm-hmm. think it took me. And um, it was funny just communicating with just little musical notes. It's it's a it's a game that's very musically driven, right? And I like that a lot, and I think it won some awards for it too for the music. Yeah, um, that doesn't surprise me. For people who don't know what the game is, how would how'd you describe that game? Like, Journey is, I don't know. It's like a very traditional kind of adventure, adventure game. Yeah, yeah. It kind of starts out. Um, you start in like a desert. Yeah, and um, there's like a peak. With like a shiny thing above it, and you just know that you have to make your way towards that. Yeah, it really doesn't tell you really, anything. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. tell you anything at all. There's nothing really for you to immediately do. So mm-hmm. it's kind of the only thing that kind of draws your attention. Mm-hmm. Like I noticed, you can kind of walk outside of the barriers of, like obviously it's pulling you this way, you know, but you can still kind of go the other way if you mm-hmm. want to, which I thought was cool. Yeah, especially at the very beginning, how like vast that open area feels like and it just is beautiful just to be isolated right um especially with that game company all their stuff is really cinematic right um and not to use that you know word too heavily but like i don't know there's something special about the way they frame things and how like you said when you open that very opening how it starts out with that that light or whatever and and later on, it comes it, it comes into f- full circle, um, right. which is nice. But I don't know, it's a beautiful game. Yeah, especially just going around on the sand and seeing how the sand reacts to the way you move. Yeah, the it's sand cool. surfing was so much mm-hmm. fun, and uh, I thought that part was really fun too. Because 
what once you get to the sand surfing it's like you've been with hopefully have been with the same person for you know an hour now or whatever so you're kind of already developing this strange relationship mm-hmm. with this person that you can't really communicate with mm-hmm. and uh it felt like we were racing and i really wanted to beat them to the end of whatever that sand racing thing was yeah and um i don't know it's just the game changes changes up so much like at the perfect moments i felt mm-hmm. like i'd never got sick of any one specific like biome that i was in it kind of just once it once you know it had done its thing you moved on to the next thing yeah and it, it again with the music it works really well with that because it's just you're like playing this interesting ever-moving ensemble of different things going on in a game plus the other characters is like a another instrument and that that soundscape and the thing you're playing right so it's, it all just it, it feeds into itself and it's very alive that way um which brings that that's i think it's a very special experience with that game absolutely and, uh, with that with that game companies other games and um like i haven't really played much what's the fl- flower flower but, yeah that's mm-hmm. uh that's a it's a good one too yeah i love yeah, flower same feel that was a game that i was always excited to show people especially mm-hmm. people that aren't like traditionally video gamey people you know like i could show that to my mom or my very easy to pick up and yeah they just mm-hmm. really uh like, wow, this is really pretty and it's kind of intuitive in the way that it controls you know how have you ever watched like older people play like mario kart you know how they like turn the remote yeah. With the direction that they mm-hmm. also want to go. Like, you don't have to do that. You can just use the stick, <laughs> you know. But, like, with Flower, like, you actually have to turn the whole thing like that. Mm-hmm. So it seems like it's just it easier. Re- it reacts more naturally to our instincts of how to use, I don't know. Right. Instead of just our understanding things. of technology. Yeah. Which I, I think eventually will translate easier for people once VR gets more accessible and, like, you know, just a lot more movement with your body and. It's a lot more natural, I guess. Right. So who who knows what that game company could do with oh, VR with technology? VR. Wow. Um, yeah. I'm not sure what they're doing, what they've done lately. I don't know. I haven't really heard from them in a while. Um, Children of the Sky for iOS. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. That's what they've about been that doing one. lately. Okay. Which is also really good. Playing I, I've more... s- still been chipping away at Hades. Yeah. I I get so close to beating it and I just blow it. I don't know why I can't just And this is a game with like pretty heavy boss battles and stuff. Yeah, and right. I feel like all of the boss battles all the way up until the end are so easy. Like if anything it's just it takes me longer to get through the game mm-hmm. because of the like it's starting to get almost tedious in the way that, like, I'm definitely going to beat all of these bosses. It's just going to take me 20 minutes to do it. And then finally I get a chance to fail at the very end. And um, I don't know. I just need to grind more. I need to, like, mm-hmm. you know, boost my stats and all that stuff. And Yeah, I think that's... Collect more uh, currency. It's the curse of uh, that style of game. Mm-hmm. Those... those- roguelikes roguelikes yeah Yeah, i I haven't really played much but i think that's like what you're describing is like the main thing that pushes me away from this type of games is like that uh, 
the intimidation you get from it kind of it's overwhelming in that sense of you have to do this like correct we have to do it all over again type of thing right exactly is, uh, i don't know people i mean it's just not my taste in most games but people really love yeah. it yeah it's like a if it's a satisfying loop mm-hmm. to you then it's pretty fun um i've also been playing a ton of everybody's golf which is it's like a we we ish type golf game clap hands they're a second party company to sony and they've developed they've been making everybody's golf games i think since like the late 90s for the playstation oh, wow. ones. so it's been a, hot shots tennis wow okay do you remember hot shots no, tennis? i don't think i've heard I don't, uh, no, I haven't heard of it. Yeah, I mean, it's like a Mario tennis or Mario golf kind of experience. It's more cartoony. It's not okay. like, a, I don't know, Tiger Woods, PGA, yeah. whatever. It's not like a simulation or anything. Yeah, you're really like smashing those balls in everybody's golf. It's really fun. It's really like simple and satisfying mm-hmm. and, um, I don't know, challenging also. The difficulty ramps up pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's Sony, are you playing this on playstation yes i'm playing this on a playstation 4 i haven't done any of the online stuff yet but i know tons of people play it online Mm -hmm. Um, i think everybody's just probably a lot better than me and uh i just kind of want to i'll just do the story mode for now until you're ready because i know how competitive you can get that's right i don't want to go in there and just get smoked yeah and then you'll you'll get good enough and then you just smoke everyone yes yeah classic andrew uh move to do (laughs) and just Makes, makes, make everyone not enjoy the thing anymore. Yes. Thanks, Andrew. I'm sorry. Um, what about you, Kobe? You been playing anything? Um, so, last week I talked about playing After Party, um, the new game from Night School Studio, and since then I have finished the game, and overall I I really enjoyed it, um, but I don't think it was as strong as Oxen Free was wow that's unfortunate yeah like so it's a game when you're 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 in hell and and you're just trying to get out of hell by out drinking satan right and that's like the general idea of the game and you're these two characters you play both of them milo and lola and you're just traveling around hell and doing that and uh, it's definitely written really well um just like oxen free was as a game it, it wasn't really like i felt like i was just going with it and wasn't didn't have much input it's very dialogue driven so you have options for different dialogue choices Mm -hmm. it's not much you only get two and if you drink something like drinks in a game give you an extra dialogue option depending on the type of drinks you get at the bar and and cool in theory but when it's implemented in a way that's not i don't know it kind of feels gimmicky Right. And I feel like it could have been, I don't know what the answer would be to uh, flesh it out more, but I don't know. It's just, it's it's kind of there for me. I never really looked forward to, or not, or didn't get much excitement out of drinking and finding out different options. Uh And and the options don't really, I I never felt like it had impact to the overall story or anything, which is kind of how it felt with, a game earlier came out this year, Outer Worlds. Yes, um, we had great Outer Worlds. Yeah, a little bit. It's it's 
also written really well, but I felt like it had no impact in like what I was doing. I was just kind of, I don't know, just pressing dialogue options and like seeing what they wrote. Yeah, it feels almost like a uh, like a show. Yeah, like yeah. you're just watching mm-hmm. a thing play out, and you're just you just happen to be there for yeah, it. Exactly. I felt like once I got off that first planet to the next planet, mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, this is the same thing again, yes. basically. And I don't know. I just that game started so interesting for me. Mm-hmm. Like I really thought it was going to be really, really great. Me too, because I'm really a big fan of Fallout New Vegas and same. Obsidian. Is, this is a new game, and it's just it, it didn't quite get there for me, and I never finished it. I just like I felt it like felt very like sterile, yeah, and almost I don't know predetermined. Yes, predetermined. And if if a game is going to be like predetermined with the choices like with how choices affect things and stuff like that mm-hmm. i'd rather it just be like a linear experience exactly like i don't need to do all the sandbox stuff yeah and there really wasn't even a lot of sandbox stuff in this but i don't know i would have liked it to be even more focused than it already was yes in some sort of way i feel like it could have been, could have been stronger in that in some sort of area to bring it out more right um but get back to after party it, it also just overall felt just felt sort of unpolished okay in certain ways the way after party plays out is it like a it's like all just like decision making stuff like a choose your own adventure type thing or is there any like action or combat so yeah okay so games like the more gamey side to it uh there's really not much to it um you're the dialogue stuff is like the main attraction to this type of game um, like uh, I guess the same way you would play a, a Telltale game, right? You know, it's like that's okay. That's kind of like um, the main attraction. But they do have some things to do with playing. Like there's like little mini games with with bar stuff with because you're drinking. There's like beer pong sometimes. It's not. That's the problem with me with, with the game. I think is that it wasn't enough of that. It just kind of there, and like you would occasionally get to it, and when you do, you don't you're like, oh, it's, it's it kind of picks up really quickly, and it's kind of gone. It's gone, yeah. And it just it never had really any enough time with it, so it just didn't feel very fleshed out. And there would be times with the dialogue options where, uh, like, it would get, you know, like see the design where the text would have like the underscore in the spaces and stuff. It's like, I just, I think it just needed a little bit more time. And this isn't in early access, right? This no. is like a fully released yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Fully released. It's on uh, PlayStation four. I think it's Epic how, game how store. It? It's $20. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, is that how much oxen free was? I believe so. Okay. Yeah, I think so. But compared to oxen free, it just, uh, I just didn't have that same more time fill. in the oven. Yeah. And also when I was playing Oxen Free, there's this allure that I would I'll be playing it and like there's this mystery behind it and that, that what kept me going and finding out what what was next in this this game. Mm-hmm. And with After Party, just at halfway point I was just like, I'm just kind of playing this to finish it at this point. And I, I kinda knew what was gonna happen, like towards the end not not saying like i kind of look for the ending when i'm playing it i'm not trying to 
do that in most yeah, things. You, you want to enjoy the experience. I want to enjoy it. Um, but I'm just kind of, I was just kind of, just kind of playing it out. But the soundtrack is great by, by Scientific again. So like I mentioned last week. Yeah. Love that soundtrack. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Um, it, uh, I did have a thought for Night Game Studio that uh, after playing Oxenfree and this game that I know they've uh, messed around the idea of another sequel to Oxenfree, mm-hmm. but I feel like a good game for them would be to do an adaptation or a good um, entry into Scooby-Doo, oh, Mission yeah. Incorporated stuff, because I think that would be perfect for them. Like, their art style and everything fits that right. um, that aesthetic of Scooby-Doo. And I'm a big fan of Mission Incorporated TV show. With, like That was like a two-season run of Scooby-Doo. It was great great little short entry into that yeah, stuff and it was just yeah. very modern great and i think they could do the same but in, with a video game yeah with that and that would be cool be super down for that yeah other than that i've also finally picked up apple arcade nice on ios and one of the first things i played was a new game that just came out called lego builders builders journey um from Lightbrick studios i think that's a internal dev team and lego so they kind of set up for this it. game at all um yeah it just came out and it's pretty short it's like 30 45 minute playthrough oh cool um so like like i said ios game and it's a isometric style sort of game where you're placing lego bricks and kind of just solving puzzles but it's like this very simple minimal storytelling aspect to it I guess the best way to describe it would be like these two characters. Uh, you can view them as like a parent and child. Mm-hmm. And there's kind of building things and creating things. And it's very pleasant and um, just kind of nice and wholesome, I guess wholesome. you would say. Yeah. And um, it has like a, a a great pacing with it. And there's a great soundtrack too. It's very piano centric and it's it's a lot it's not so, it's something that i, I wasn't expecting from a lego game because when you think of a lego game you just think of like what they do with different um ips yeah, think, like, like lego harry star potter. wars or something yeah this is like just a very um nice game right they know? don't have to like make it into anything else they can just exactly. make it the experience they want it to be mm-hmm. that's cool yeah and i haven't really played a lot of app or ios games in a while before this um, so going back to something like this the touch controls are like annoying for me i've always ha- i think many people um, like myself don't like touch controls so using even an isometric playthrough like monument valley or anything is just annoying for me like placing bricks in this game can be very frustrating yeah um and the way you move your camera it would and you if you uh, pick back your fingers up from the the glass it would like the camera would switch like kind of gently go back into its main orientation and it was just really annoying because i couldn't like see exactly where i'm placing things at and it's just i don't know it's one of those little things that i just like it gets to you at a certain point um but does, overall does it not great. have controller support i'm not sure i don't think so because it, it deals a lot with picking up the bricks and like okay and everything yeah, and kind of it would be kind of weird. Yeah. I think there are some iOS games that I could not imagine playing with a controller. Like, 
when I think of Year Walk, I know that came out on yes. the Wii U as well. I really couldn't imagine playing Year Walk on anything no. other than iOS. Like the touch controls were so crucial to that game and also being able to like flip your thing over. Remember that part in Year Walk where that thing is like bleeding from the ceiling and you have to turn your yes, device yeah. over for mm-hmm. it to fall down? Like it was it, it felt like a part the the way the interface was a part of the game itself and like how you use those touch controls. It it wasn't right. like device it, six, the exact same way. Mm-hmm. Like, like it was a part of it as much as just yeah, I just felt intuitive. Yeah. Sword and sorcery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I've played that on PC, but I definitely preferred it on um my phone. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, turning your phone to enter combat or to block or what whatever it was. That was cool. Yeah, Lego game sounds good. I I, I really need to check it out. Yeah, you do. It's, it's I think you like the soundtrack a lot too. So you said it's only thirty five minutes. Yeah, I was like, like I think my playthrough was like forty minutes at most. So yes. could you Pick stretch it, it out more if you wanted to? Like, is there any reason to go back and do it again? No, like once like I I don't see myself going back to it. Okay, um, it's just like a one one thing for me. Experience. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's pretty much what I've been playing. But you know, that's, and then I think both of us always have more games that we would like to play. For me, it, I've I've got Game Pass again, um, except for a while I just stopped using it because I was doing some moving stuff. Uh, but I have it again, and I PC Game Pass, PC Game Pass, yes. Okay. And I downloaded Metro Exodus, um, which came out this past year, and a game I've been wanting to play, but I just haven't gotten to it yet. But I hear great things about it, and like for me, I really want to play this game. I hear that it's more linear based. Um, it's like these hub world type level design where you're, it's not exactly open world, but not like you're just going not completely linear room to room. hallway, hallway, hallway. Yeah, exactly. So I like that idea because I'm. I think with games like Death Stranding, I'm playing, and eventually I'll go back to Red Dead. But that too, it's like this big open world is just really overwhelming for me sometimes. Yes, and this makes me not want to play it because I just have too much stuff to do in that game it's like i don't I, I would like honestly like just like the game to tell me sometimes what to do and i just like fill that objective yeah know? so i'm not sure if the game exact uh, metro access is exactly like that but it, i feel i feel like i want to play it 10 years ago i would love for every game to be an open world game mm-hmm. but now i kind of like i want those shorter more linear experiences that are tailored to this one specific thing yeah uh, game pass for pc that's cool mm-hmm. i also downloaded gears 5 um which yeah uh, i just a, i think i really want to just play i don't think i've ever played a gears of war game no no it's I just never had any interest in it yeah it's, it's i don't very... like the like tank control like <laughs> super heavy feeling mm-hmm. i don't know it's just it's like the opposite of the type of shooter that i want to play yeah i originally just liked the, the way that third person perspective looked in gears mm-hmm. when i first played it and like original xbox and just kind of looked nice in that way and i played up until until gears 3 and that was the last one i played i did not play judgment or gears 4 that honestly i have no interest in and really not much interest. You don't want to know the Gears lore 5. of Gears of War? 
Oh, I I did at one point. I had I read the comic books when they came wow. out too. Um, but I just fell off of it, and yeah, it's it's just war, blood, and more blood. So it's kind of yeah. If you like that, it's there. There's gears for you. But love that game wise, I I like the like horde mode. I like I like those like le- like um, wave type of modes and games or like call of duty like zombies, zombies. Uh, i've always I've, I've been a big fan of that type of stuff i have never liked wave based anything no? no i don't know i just don't like i'm trying to think of any game that i like that is like that i like geometry wars and that's kind of wave based mm-hmm. but in first person shooters I, n- I never really enjoyed the zombies mode in call of yeah. duty i think uh i like it's the way so that- weird for for that type of game to have i think that i liked it a lot it was um, an interesting thing yeah because like zombies like when it first came out it was like zombies and call of duty it was like uh, this what is interesting is this? yeah yeah but then they kept on adding more ridiculous things to it and had this whole easter egg centric narrative to it that was fun to figure out yeah with friends so i, I like that That's but cool. i haven't played since black ops 2 i'm not sure yeah they've had it another call dudes but not since black ops 2 i've played it i think i like some like wave based mechanics in games like i like i like the parts in left for dead where you're at that last little chunk and you gotta kind of survive a bunch of waves before it's like time to get out i like this left that iteration of like wave based stuff but Mm -hmm. if if that's the only thing there is like it's just endless waves of stuff and you have to survive as long as you can I don't know. It just seems kind of. It's not your those, thing. I think the first like five or six levels of it is always so boring to me because of how easy it is that mm-hmm. like I just don't want to do it. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know why I like roguelikes, but I don't like. Yeah, it's interesting. It's like kind of yeah. the same thing. It's you know easy grind through this mm-hmm. up to this one part where you finally are just overwhelmed. It's the same thing. What the yeah. what the fuck <laughs> is wrong with me? I've been really wanting to make time for Stardew Valley. I've had the itch to play Stardew Valley for a while now. Mm-hmm. And um, I know that when I turn it back on, if I load into my old save file, it's just going to completely overwhelm me. Yes. But I yeah. also do not want to start over because I put so many hours into my... Ex- like, I've started over Stardew Valley, I think, four or five times. They have a multiplayer mode for that, right? Yes, they do. I would love to do that. Yeah. I played, I, I've, I've never picked up Stardew Valley. Have you ever played like Harvest Moon or any of no, those types of games? No, I've never entered into that. That's probably one of my favorite game. genres, like life simulator mm-hmm. type things. Um, I love farming and fishing and cooking and all the all mm-hmm. the stuff that you can do in those games. It's just very peaceful, okay. and um, you know it's kind of easy to like focus on a task and accomplish it, and also know that you can't do it all in one day. So it kind of forces you to play at a specific pace that I really enjoy. Interesting. And what do you what do you usually play that on? Because I know it's on different consoles, right? Yeah, I usually play it on the Switch. Switch, okay. I think that seems like a, a good good platform for, for playing that. Yeah. PC is nice because the keyboard and mouse controls are kind of better than um, using a... I don't really like the way the Joy-Cons feel. No, and all of my Joy Cons have Joy Con drift now. It's just really frustrating. You know, you open a menu and you're just like <laughs> scrolling through the menu. 
I don't know. I need to send them to get fixed. Mm-hmm. My Joy-Cons are pretty good right now, so. How? How did yeah. they stay? How did yours stay You've had good? yours for longer, so. I guess you're right. I, I don't think I've even had, I haven't, I've only had my Switch for a year now. Wow. Um, But I think, I don't, I don't really care for using my Switch and portable mode, like with the, the Joy-Cons is attached to the Right. You the mostly screen. play docked, right? Yes, because it, uh, it just hurts my my wrists. I think. With yeah, it's not a very ergonomic yeah system. I think my favorite handheld is the Vita. I, I got a Vita. Vita. I wanted to get a Vita, but just never got it. You should get one before they're gone forever. Yeah, because they could very well be gone forever, yeah. sometime soon. They're pretty cheap too. Mm-hmm. I wonder if Sony's gonna do anything more portable stuff. I don't know. It kind of doesn't seem like it. It seems like the mobile space is too. You got, I mean, you got iOS, mm-hmm. and you have, you know, the Switch. Yeah. I guess they might eventually just focus, like, dive more into, like, the VR stuff eventually with their stuff. That would be... They seem committed to VR. Yeah. I mean, they said, it's you like know, the, the it's current like, PSVR will work with PlayStation 5. That's cool. Which is shocking. And I think it's, like, one of the most popular, like, VR systems to use, right? For sure. It's, like, one of the most commonly owned yeah i mean i have a psvr mm-hmm. um, um so going back to switch a game that i just really want to eventually get back to is breath of the wild because um, i just it's an open world game so like breath of the wild like too. earlier i just like it just felt overwhelmed that like going back to it i'm like i, I don't remember where i was and so i was like um, where did i start you know yeah it's it's a lot of people's like some some people's favorite games now so favorite game of all time yeah it you know it like very well might be one of the it's it's it definitely one of the greatest games of all time for sure mm-hmm. just the fact that they were able to reinvent zelda like that yeah it's pretty crazy and uh, it's I'm like gonna... how pt reinvented um modern but, horror games yeah. just period like, after that and resident evil 7 like that you imagine look yeah if pt never existed what current horror games would still look like and pt has just had such an impact it's just that that little thing it's just it's wild yeah yeah but sorry um breath of the wild yeah so it's just like being just walking around in that that world with the music playing because the music's fantastic and i'm just like in a studio ghibli movie yeah it's it's a nice place to be there's like so awesome. many subtle, just like little notes on a piano mm-hmm. every now and then and stuff like that. It's just like, I don't know. It feels perfect. Yeah. And then when things get tense, it's very tense. Mm-hmm. The game has like a really great tone. Yes. Um, other than that, I also wanted to get back to The Witness. It's another game I haven't finished. I haven't finished The Witness either. Um, I and it's, I like puzzles, so I just want to get back into it. And I, I really enjoy Jonathan Blow's games, so I do too. Yeah. And I heard the aha moment in that game is pretty incredible. Mm-hmm. And uh, yes, I've heard the same. Hard to explain to people without mm-hmm. ruining it. So I think I need to finish The Witness as well. Yes. How long? Do you know how long it is to complete? I do not know. Okay. Um, 
but at least with that game, that's a game that I know I can pick up where I left off and just kind of go noodle around. Yeah, and, and kind of just finish it from there instead of like having to uh, start all over again to get back into the groove. Right. So something like that, I can't like. Uh, for, for me personally, I can't do that very well with something like Red Dead. So, no way. Um, I'm thinking about just restarting that soon. I'll have it's a heavy to game to start. About that. Yeah. Um, so I see on your notes that you've been wanting to get back into the beginner, Beginner's Guide. Yeah. The Beginner's Guide and Stanley Parable. Okay. I want to play through both of those again. Both by Davey Reedon. I do, isn't there... I uh, could be wrong, but another update for Stanley Parable that recently came out or something? Yes. I, I've heard about that. Yeah. Uh, I think there's a trailer for it. Okay. But I still haven't watched it yet. Stanley Parable is just such an interesting game, and I feel like there's so many endings that I haven't seen. I think I've only played it twice, and it was with you, and uh, you just kept on commenting on how bad I was at the game, I think. I was commenting yes. on how bad you were? Mm-hmm. At some point, like towards the end, I don't know. What happened? What ending did you get? I was fighting some like fighting. Is maybe I'm thinking of something completely different. What are you thinking of? The Stanley Parable is a game where you you play as Stanley, an office mm-hmm. worker, who inputs buttons on his screen that's being sent to him from wherever, and that's his job. And then one day he leaves his office and everyone is missing. And as you're walking through the office building, the narrator's reading, like, basically what you're doing. Yeah. He's like, Stanley walked into the hallway and took a look around mm-hmm. and blah, blah, blah. I remember pressing buttons and, like, an alarm. Oh, yeah. You probably activated the That's what the I'm thinking alarm of, thing. Yeah. And then it, was, I think... it blew up or you die or... Yeah, yeah, I think that's what it is. And in my mind also was just envisioning the end of Portal, I think. Yeah, everything just goes into like kind of yeah. panic mode. Yeah, so that's why I think what I was thinking of fighting. But yeah, I think that's what I got. And I was just like, uh, I just didn't know what to do. And yeah, but I, w- I want to also get back to that that game. There's so many things to see that I know I haven't seen. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for the beginner's guide, I mean, I feel like I've seen everything. I've played that game through quite a few times, but anytime I feel like I want to be inspired to do something creative or, um, you know, make music or anything, I, it's a good game to play. Yeah, that's that's definitely one of my top ten favorite games for for myself because it's just it, it put me in an emotional spot that I really enjoy getting out of interactive medium same and it, it wasn't just like deeply depressing either no, it was kind of yeah i don't know inspiring and uplifting and mm-hmm. sad and very true to anyone who is a creative person yeah exactly and you show me you, you've showed me the game and oh, it's, ever since then it's been blown away from that game and how it works too and just it's this amazing game and i think a lot more people should play yeah, if you're unaware of what the beginner's guide is, it's a it's a game by Davy Reedon where he's presenting you a bunch of games that a friend of his made, and um, you're playing through all of those created levels. So it like starts in like a Counter Strike stage, a Counter Strike level that really leads to nowhere, 
and he's just giving you like an overview of hey i'm davy reedon i'm you know these are all games that my friend coda made um we're gonna pick through them together and kind of figure out like what was going on in his mind when he made them and um you know you see like the highs and lows of his creativity and just feeling like everything he does fucking sucks um i don't know i know i've i've made so many things like little games or uh pieces of music or something and think to myself like this fucking sucks i can't do this yeah or just you feel you know just creatively like just blocked and um it's a really sweet and touching look at you know the process that goes into just existing and mm-hmm. and trying to be Express creative in a way that anyone yeah. will care about exactly and uh, so you know he shows you all these little games that he made basically for no one to play like mm-hmm. aside from Davey and um it's just really good and one of my favorite parts is the part when you're cleaning up the house and you're just following those instructions mm-hmm. and going from room to room to, like fixing the house and it plays like this really nice loop of this peaceful music and um i really like games that games that function like work so like viscera cleanup detail Mm -hmm. i like a lot house flipper a recent game that i really like a lot um i just like taking something that's fucked up and fixing it i think that's part of what my appeal is for stardew valley too you know you you get this farm that's just trashed and you just chip away at it little by little, little by little. And eventually it's this beautiful thing. And um, I don't know. It's just like, it just like eases your mind. You yeah. Know? Having like a simple task that all I have to do is I have to just clean this house. That's all I got to do. And it's, you know, it takes your mind away from that. Your input is making something better. And right. like you're, and that's a, a nice feeling to get feedback from. And just like, it feels good. Yeah. That's a cool game. I would love to play it. One more time before the year's over. So uh, I'd like to take a break uh, before we talk about 2019 and our past decade of games. Yeah, let's take a break. Real quick, I want to add that I've been playing a little bit more Control. Oh, okay. And I haven't finished it yet. But I haven't been progressing the story. I've just been backtracking and trying to find things that have shifted since the game's begun or um, just places I didn't have security card clearance for. Okay. And I did a... a uh, it was like a puzzle in the um luck and probability section i think it's luck and probability mm-hmm. do you remember that i what what did you have to do so there's like this separate room that has a whiteboard and it explains like okay uh the the lights in this these specific light bulbs have like whatever they glow on i guess is like an added percentage of luck and then there were things that were like unlucky as well that kind of like balanced out 
the score and the point was that you were supposed to pull this roulette wheel and it's supposed to land on seven every okay, single I time i don't think so then yeah it doesn't doesn't seem familiar for it's me. completely missable like you can there's it seems like there's so much stuff well, in that game that you can just completely walk right by and never pay any attention to the only reason i i was like drawn to it was because there were so many things to interact with in the room next door it was like that um what are those metronomes like a little click 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 mm-hmm. metronome thing um those were everywhere and then there was like a lucky paw cat okay. thing you know those things that like dip their paw or whatever right, yeah and you just and it kind of led you there yeah i just like noticed all these things and i just started turning them all on and then i was like oh there's a separate room here and i walked into this room and i pulled this roulette wheel and then like the fire extinguisher blew up in the room and i was like what the fuck was that and so I pulled it again and then all of the fire alarms went off and it started like pouring water in the room that I was in. And so then I was like, okay, well, there's something, this has to be some sort of weird puzzle or something. So I start looking around and I love how in control, there's so much stuff that you just have to look at in the actual game world. Like it's not like a lot of, you know how in a lot of games, the important shit, you like pick it up and look at it. Yeah. There's so much important stuff to look at in that game that's just on the walls or Mm -hmm. uh you know that you can't like you just have to look at it you can't like hone in on it or zoom in on it Mm -hmm. specifically to be like this is part of this it's not it's not like um directly telling you like this is for like this thing is a solid thing yeah Yeah, exactly it doesn't recognize itself as like a separate item this is a clue yeah Mm -hmm. right okay um but yeah that puzzle that puzzle was so interesting i was like okay well now i'm You know, I'm going to take my time from doing this other thing I was doing to figure out, like, how do I get this thing to roll the right number? And, um, yeah, Control, what a fucking game. Yeah, it seems like a a good experience to have in that game. Like, just especially with the purpose of, like, the the oldest house of, like, how you could, like, just the idea idea of it, you potentially could find anything in a room somewhere you might not have seen before. And who knows what else is in that game too that people just haven't haven't come across, you know. Yeah. Um actually picked it. I, I I went back to it recently too within the past week. I didn't really play much, but I was looking around online and seeing that the new expedition mode or something like I think that's what the name is. I'm not was sure added. And what, that is. Um, what is that? I think it's it's for like stuff after you finish the main game. Oh, okay um just like little little like challenges or some sort i think um i didn't i didn't really get to them but i just kind of wandered around a bit and yeah um but i plan just on just a cool world to be in yes it's like so much i just want to spend 15 minutes in every single room i walk in to just mm-hmm. look at every corner to try to see if i'm missing something yeah i plan on getting back to it soon and seeing what, what everything i've missed and uh eventually get prepared for their dlc stuff because i think i really want to check that that stuff out. Have it's you added it yet i've i've thought about getting the like season pass or whatever it's called yeah because it's on sale right now yeah holiday sale yeah so i might do that because i think i i will check those out yeah i definitely want because it's, it's like added story in the potential alan wake thing going yeah. on in the i don't think it's until like like the third quarter of next year but that's exciting because i love alan wake yeah i know you do mm-hmm. 
you want to get into a little bit of news? Sure. Um, I saw I, I saw in your notes that you put in a um, there's been another discovery with PT. Yeah, it's, it's nothing too much, but I just love the fact that it's just so much can be found. We're still and, cracking into this game. Yeah, we talked about this last week of like again, like, but this has happened like a few days after our first episode. Um, but I think the same person I could be wrong, the same person who found that Lisa was following you the entire time um, managed to find something else by modding and doing some additional coding to the game where he was able to travel outside of the house and onto the street where you see it at the end when you finally see Norman Reedus's face finally. But he was able to get out out of that of the house and kind of explore the streets. Um, but before that, you kind of just fall through the the level, and it it seems that the designers thought of that. And so, if you fall through, you don't fall like infinitely, like in other games. That if you fall through the map, you just keep on falling. Um, at, at a certain point, Lisa will actually kill you and like oh my choke God. you out if you fall through. That's terrifying. Yeah, but he made it so that he could walk around and not be killed obviously and just kind of look around the town which is really eerie but also there's a lot of detail in just that town i mean it's not fleshed out or anything it's just for it's that like cinematic stuff yeah, right yeah towards the end so it's nothing too much to get into but it was just cool to, s- to see all this development for this this yes. thing i yeah. love seeing the the intention yes you know what i mean mm-hmm. and, and seeing outside of what the developer wants you to see mm-hmm. I've, I've always loved that about games is breaking that barrier mm-hmm. and like you mentioned before with you mentioned earlier uh, the beginner's guide when i was watching a video of this guy exp- like showing like this area it reminded me of that of like this unfinished part of a game yeah. that you're not really supposed to see and uh, uh, it's just i don't know just it's kind of it's cool to see it's so cool behind behind the, the like the backstage of something and now it reminds me of dr langscott yes yes i knew i knew it <laughs> which is a great little short and sweet and funny game by davy reading as well yeah mm-hmm. it's a, lot, a lot of a lot of his games in, in here really dr. interesting and there's so much to dr langscott apparently like more than just like face value stuff like, yes oh. like there's lots of hidden stuff that changes things. I need to revisit that. I, I know. Remember, I need to add that to my list. Yeah. Um, I think one of the funniest, funnier things about that that game was the, the reviews or something about on oh, the, the community. Steam page. Yeah, the community. That's yeah. what it was. People are just, everyone's just trolling. <laughs> just like, so if you don't know what Dr. Langskov is, it's a short, um, what, what do you think 20 minutes yeah so it's yeah, not, not a super most, long yeah. game but it's an experience by david reed and the same guy who made stanley parable in the beginner's guide and you are um you know you're about to play this game but there's already somebody inside of it playing it and you have to help the narrator like pull all of the levers that make the game happen for the person playing the game mm-hmm. so you're just kind of um 
you know, all you're doing is the, the behind the scene work scene works of how the game is supposed to function. Yeah. Like and you can kind of hear it all happening. Like, Oh, the players, you know, going through the tunnel now, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Like you, you have to like pull these appropriate switches and stuff. And, um, it's just a narrative based game. That's really fun and really mm-hmm. funny. And, um, it's the perfect length. I mean, you sit down and play it. Yeah. It's a fun little idea to, to see and play. Like I never would have thought I would play a game like that before. And it's a, it's it's an interesting perspective on games. And that's, uh, that's what uh, he's, he's able to do with all of his games. Apparently it's just an an interesting new, fresh perspective on what a game is. The, the steam discussions and stuff like that for it. People are just like, Oh boy, the you know the part where the tiger jumped out and I had to shoot it, and then the, that guy busted into the room and you, the people are just posting this stuff, just trolling these people, making people mm-hmm. think that there's like so much more to, or that they like didn't get the right version of the game yeah. or something. People are like, "What fucking game are you guys talking about? None of this happened. All I did was like pick up a phone, set down a phone, like press some buttons. Like none of this shit is happening." I I love that that like that tool that that they use for that game because all that like community stuff that's like part of the game itself and it, like it adds to the experience that you're you're about to play and it just sets up for it just sets it up really well and yeah. and it makes it part of the experience yeah i don't think it would be nearly as special if the entire community didn't treat it the way that it's yeah being treated mm-hmm. so we're about to wrap up 2019 um what are some uh what's some games that you played that you've like really hit well with you this past year one of the games that really stuck stuck out to me the most was sayonara wild hearts same with me by samogo samogo is probably my favorite favorite video game developer of all time Mm -hmm. it's always making interesting games and always different from the last you never know what to expect from them you really don't i mean everything that they've ever made has been completely different from the thing before it Mm -hmm. Um, and to think you could make bumpy road and then make year walk is just i don't know it's like i always want more of their universes like i want more device six i want more year walk but at the same time i'm really happy that that they don't do it. They, they just, just move on to a next yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. Next port, um, new, new thing. And some stuff, you know, works better than others. Like, I mm-hmm. feel like the sailor's dream really didn't land that well with yeah. people, but it was a great experience and a really great soundtrack. Mm-hmm. I mean, it seemed yes. like just a vehicle for a really amazing soundtrack. That's a game that you get to like play on different days, right? Yeah, or like, like at specific times yeah. and stuff like that. Right. So that, to that, get the whole yeah, thing. I didn't finish that. Yeah, should finish it. Yeah, Sinar Wild Hearts is probably my top game of this past year because it's just just hit really hit really well. Yeah, for me. I think I I played it at a time that I needed it the most. Same. And um, it it just I, I had no idea I would have like such an emotional impact from that game like that, like this very arcadey um, game. Well, where there's not really like a there's not really like a lose condition no at all yeah you're never you never like you literally lose. can't lose yeah if you if you if you like fail apart you just restart from the the latest beat and you just keep on going and just and if you fail enough up. 
you know that it like you skip, skip it, yeah mm-hmm. which is that's awesome yeah and you're just always moving and the music fantastic just nice poppy synthy yeah it's and it goes really well with the level design yeah every single one of their games has a killer soundtrack um daniel olsen and jonathan ang i think have done all of their games soundtracks yeah but yeah what a what a great game Mm -hmm. really cool art style um i knew the second that i started playing it that it was Mm going to be one of my favorite games yeah and their games are are one i can one of the few that i can really point out and say like they've given me something magical like natural like to fit the term magical and like this game was like uh it gave that feeling for me and playing something like super special yeah it's just very like raw and emotional and um it's an experience that is really hard to explain why it it translates the way it does Mm -hmm. what about you do you have anything sticks out top of your head honestly haven't played much from this past year i think um but we like that we haven't already discussed like control obviously is a is a big one but i think yeah. for both of us yep um it's a great game like we've, we said before a, earlier what a great game <laughs> yeah <laughs> it reminds me like when i played control it reminded me of why i like video games mm-hmm. and how i do want like a greater universe for control like i would love like a control television show or something but um it's like i don't think you could really fully appreciate that world without kind of living in it for a little while yeah and actually interacting with things in it right instead of just seeing it Mm -hmm. i really i I really enjoyed baba's you this past year another game i haven't finished but it it, super interesting very interesting yeah i just man just have so many games to play i know and finish and i picked up i think we talked about last last week too but mk11 yeah Mortal Kombat 11 and uh, it's i played it but it, um, great story mode yeah mm-hmm. but as always by netherrealm mm-hmm. super ridiculous very ridiculous but i think i'm just kind of over all the just if there's one thing i don't fucking care about on this planet it's fatalities yeah and it's just it's gone so far now where it's just i'm over it. i don't want to yeah. see it yeah mm-hmm. like just too much Especially like, when it's like directed towards like a Cassie Cage or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's just like this is just fucking like somebody had to make this look this way. Yeah, like the the people making it. Yeah, could they you had to imagine go through? the amount of times yeah. they had to watch like a someone's eyeballs yeah. pop. Yeah, I spent a lot of time this year playing through games again instead of finishing yeah. the games that I've been buying or, this year playing something from the previous year from 2018 like catching up on that stuff but yeah nothing um too much from this past past year besides outer wilds is one that i uh, really really liked a lot this year i really like majora's mask and it's basically just like a space exploration Mm -hmm. version of majora's mask which sounds awesome. And Very scary at times. And can't wait to play Annapurna. It. I think right. every Annapurna mm-hmm. game I've, uh, game published by them I've played, I've really enjoyed. I loved uh, Donut County is another game that came out. That came out this year, right? I think so. 
I love Donut County. Actually, I got the platinum trophy for that game. Oh, nice. That's how much I, I loved yeah. it. It was very easy. What other games do you have platinum for? I have, I think I have two platinum trophies. It's Donut County and uh, South Park, The Fractured Butthole. Nice. I don't know why, why that game, <laughs> I don't know why that game uh, really got me the way it did, but I just fucking loved it. Like, I thought it was awesome. And I uh, played the shit out of it. Cool. And beating Morgan Freeman at the end, that was a really tough boss fight. Yeah. So alongside of wrapping up 2019, we're also wrapping up this past decade, um, which featured lots of different games, obviously. Um, but that's what a decade would give you. Um, lots of games in a decade. Yes. Um, but as we're wrapping up 2019... Let's take a moment to look back at what's stuck out the most over the past decade. Do you have anything in mind? What sticks out the most for me is like this very, the the idea and influence of open world games have gotten huge. And like, it's like Ubisoft, like it's like, that's like something at the beginning of this decade that I think has just kept on growing and like, despite any trends or anything that just has kept on being like the norm for a lot of like large games and why a lot of people pick those games up and has always remained popular. Yeah. Um, especially with something like Skyrim, you know, that's huge. It's been an interesting decade for video games. I feel like we've seen kind of the rise and fall of MOBAs. Mm-hmm. League of Legends, Dota 2, Smite. Um, I feel like at the beginning of the decade, they were just coming out left and right. Everybody was making a MOBA. Mm-hmm. There was that weird DC one that had like Batman and stuff oh. in it. It's a DC Universe stuff? Like, what was it? It wasn't DC Universe, but it was... I can't remember the name of the game. But there was like a MOBA that w- mm-hmm. was DC characters. Okay. Um, Paragon... There were just so many that tried to come out and kind of capitalize off of like League of Legends success. Mm-hmm. And um, now at the end of the of the decade, I feel like all of those games are kind of not really, you know, just... They're not like growing? They're not and, growing yeah. anymore. It kind of seems like they're, stu- they're, very, they're still extremely popular. I mean, yeah. obviously, you know, the International is a humongous tournament and... Mm-hmm. Um, League of Legends Worlds is a huge tournament as well. But it doesn't seem like the casual player base. It doesn't seem like casual online video game players want to play MOBAs anymore. Mm-hmm. It seems like, it, you know, it shifted from being everybody's making a MOBA to everybody's making a Battle Royale. Yes. Um, and we'll get into that, for, but that's probably going to, you know, continue on for a little bit longer into this next decade, I think. What else is uh, um, part of this past decade? I guess it's kind of started towards the end of the previous decade, but like indie games like being huge and that's just now with like the whole Steam green light, like that started like it's just this decade has also brought a lot of more indie games. We saw that towards the end of this previous decade, a lot more just, just carried over. There's more and more of that because of more... Um, ease of access for them to yeah. get published mm-hmm. 
like Steam with their green light stuff and it's pr- pretty much everywhere. Just, yeah. Um, any marketplace for games, it's they're going to have that on there. So, which has brought tons and tons of cool games. Like, I haven't finished it, but, you know, Hollow Knight comes to mind from more of a recent uh, big, big one. Yeah. Um, I want to get back to Hollow Knight as well. Yeah. But I guess... It's just a daunting game. It's like, I feel like I have to just mm, play Hollow Knight for a week and not really just play that, anything no, else. Because else, yeah. I will forget, I don't know, with Metroidvania games, even with Control, I'm, you know... Mm-hmm. I have a hard time remembering, like, wait a minute, how do I get from here to here? Mm-hmm. Controls, how did I do that thing? Yeah. But other indie games that stick out this past decade, uh, Play Dead Presents stuff. I I love Inside, like, yes, so much. Like, I, That's one of the games that I like to replay, um, just because it gives me an inter- interesting vibe. And it's just... For sure. And it's short short you can easily play through it while sitting and i always notice something new yeah every time i play through it and it gives me that same feeling each time of this world that i barely see any of but that color palette and the music and just playing it it's just and like the climactic part just always still gets me yeah of like seeing it could be a great movie yes Mm mm-hmm and it's already like super cinematic. Super and... cinematic. Could you imagine it as like a silent film? I'd love that. Just yeah. like no spoken mm-hmm. dialogue at all. That'd be cool. Yeah. Did you buy that collector's edition? Uh, I just it, found out about it. Box? Um, and I found and I saw what. Jeff, you seen what they did? Or one of the things they put in it? No. Um. So if you haven't played Inside, this is going to be uh, a spoiler. Yeah, so just skip ahead. So, yeah, skip ahead. Uh, one minute. So for the collectors, collectors edition for Inside from I Am A Bit, they I think, yeah, this just recently released that they have the huddle, like the the big, the big blob, the thing. big blob thing with all the arms I and legs. I fucking knew it. That's yes. what I I knew that was gonna be in there. Yeah, and it's like, it has like the weird. Does it have all the limbs and stuff yeah. sticking out of it and, and everything? It, yeah, and like some like sex toy manufacturer made this thing specifically for the clickers edition. Yes. And it's like, it's I very remember fleshy. looking up that very fleshy. I was like, yeah. who, what is this other company? And I looked it up and I was like, Oh, they just make like sex toys yeah. or stuff. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it looks cool. Yeah. How much was it? It was really expensive, right? It was yeah, like very expensive. I don't know how hundreds, much it was hundreds of dollars. Oh. If I remember correctly. Yeah, but if I had if I had money for something like that, I was like would definitely get that, and it sold out pretty quick. So yeah, that, that, it it was like a decision that needed some like mulling over, yeah. but you didn't have time to do that. You just had to be like, okay, fuck it, I'm buying it. Yeah, but yeah, I love love their games, even since Limbo. That's yeah. I'm did excited. you prefer Inside over Limbo? Yes, I did too. Mm-hmm. It, it it just seems like they're on that path to finding that like it's just another entry into what they are as a as a game development company and it just adds to their to what makes them that had that special thing yeah i think that inside also the difficulty curve in that game i thought was a lot better than 
limbos. I felt like a lot of the times that I was dying in limbo, um, I couldn't see a clear solution mm-hmm. to. Whereas in inside, I don't think I felt a single time like like the game was working against me. I just yeah. it felt like when I made a mistake, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm dumb. I got it. And then I just wouldn't do that mm-hmm. thing again. And it's pretty easy for people to get into. And even people who don't really, really play video games, because that's one of the games I have shown my girlfriend who doesn't play a lot of games. And she immediately picked it up and was really into it and loved loved it. Yeah, uh, just the way it feels is so intuitive. Mm-hmm. Like you just know how to play the game. Just a natural from left to right and just simple controls of jumping and yeah. moving things around. It, it's just super simple. I like I, I, I like simplicity. So me too. Less is more. Mm-hmm. Any other games? My most obvious game for the last decade is Undertale. Yeah. That's probably my favorite game of all time. Yeah, all time? I think so. Why that game? I played Earthbound when I was younger, and um, I just loved the writing in it, and I loved the music. Uh, Songs had been stuck in my head since I was a kid. Mm -hmm. And uh, I knew the first time I started Undertale and Once Upon a Time starts playing that it was going to be the exact same type of thing again. Like, I just, I knew I was, like, in for a fucking treat. And um, just the feel of that game, even though it looks ugly, it's not a good-looking game. It has so much personality in the way it presents itself. Mm -hmm. And um, the relationships with the characters in that game, you just, you can see yourself in everyone. Great characters, yeah. The character's design is just incredible. And um, I love games where you don't have to kill anything. I think so yeah. So much of video games is just synonymous with killing stuff, smashing stuff, mm-hmm. jumping on stuff. It's cool to see games that can be, you know, so emotionally and get, from a gameplay perspective, satisfying. Like, even though even though you're not killing the other things, you still have to do that mini game of moving, the, uh, moving your heart around yeah. to avoid, you know, it turns into like a bullet hell mm-hmm. type game. And uh, the fact that they can make a passive pacifist type playthrough of something still so exciting and fun yeah. is something that I don't think other games really do mm-hmm. and that well. Since I played that, I, I have noticed more of that. Not a lot, but I, I feel like I hope that game Undertale is like a seed for that type of thing, to, for more popular games not having to focus heavily on killing things, you know? Yeah, and it it just builds an emotional weight in you mm-hmm. for those characters. Like, I can go through every Elder Scrolls game and be the most just awful. I mean, I can just kill everybody and not feel a single thing. Mm-hmm. But any sort of hurting anyone in Undertale is just devastating because of how yeah, it's really an impact if you do that. It it's is like such an impact. You feel and knowing it. that that thing is just gone. Yeah. And, you know, it's partially due to the personalities that everyone has. Everyone feels Mm -hmm. like even the characters that don't have more than just a line when you interact with them as creatures and stuff like that, that you come across, they still feel important to me. And I still remember like all of them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, like I said, not a lot of games I've noticed have that, but some and even Death Stranding has that sort of quality where you don't you really don't have to kill anybody. It kind of. I feel like it kind of cheats in a way with 
the name of certain guns like it's non-lethal assault rifles like uh i mean you're not killing one but like that's kind of i mean i guess it's future but it's kind of cheating but i I like that that and the fact that they did attempt that idea that killing someone aren't going to be dead yeah yeah that killing some and killing someone in that game has an impact on everyone else right and i like that and i hope to see more games like that in this coming decade yeah me too so yeah kentucky route zero stuck out to me this past decade um that's been on my like wish list for a long time and i've never played it but it's always a game i've wanted to play but just kept on waiting and waiting and now since the i mean that we're still waiting on the last episode right i think so um so i think i'm just gonna wait until then to pick it up and i think eventually it's gonna come to switch but i think it's been delayed because of it's gonna release when the final episode is out i guess right um so i'm really looking forward to that game because i just hear great things about that yep great experience all around great music great atmosphere Mm -hmm. oh um kind of uh pretty uh important to our our podcast namesake and our friendship is a sword and sorcery yes um the first time me and kobe ever worked together we were both closing a cafe that we worked at and i put on the sword and sorcery soundtrack he was like oh you like jim guthrie yeah and then we realized that oh my god you're the only person i've ever met that also listens to jim guthrie Mm -hmm. and knows what sword and sorcery is and we've been friends ever since yep and now we have a podcast about games that's named after a jim guthrie song yes um good for us look at us go yeah can you believe it it only took us four years (laughs) but yeah sword and sorcery uh great great game maybe it's the first game i think i bought on ios that made me realize wow phone games can be really really awesome Mm -hmm. and also be so unique to their platform too like i know sword and sorcery is coming on pc and stuff but it just doesn't feel the same to play it any other way Mm -hmm. and around the time that came out it was also when i started to realize for myself how much like a soundtrack to a game is how much of that really makes a game and uh it it, it's just been influential to me and my my tastes and really looking uh and paying attention to more things about a game than just playing it for entertainment reasons right you know yeah um so uh, yeah it really helps me just see things yeah that's a, uh, that is a powerful soundtrack when i hear doom sock i can like see the game in my head yeah and uh you know similar to that i think it immediately reminded me of donkey kong country i know we talked mm-hmm. about donkey kong yeah. country a little <laughs> bit last week but aquatic ambiance uh Anytime I hear that song, it just instantly transports me into the very first time I played through that mm-hmm. level. And uh, it just, it's amazing how music can set a tone for a game so well that even without seeing it the first time, you know, like you could tell somebody, hey, I'm going to play this track for you. And you tell me what you think of when you, you know, picture how the song yeah. sounds. And um, it's amazing that, you know, a lot of people can describe 
the way that sh- the Jim Guthrie stuff looks just from how and it the sounds. Sound. Yeah. Like with Below, you know, that mm-hmm. soundtrack, I, even without, before I played Below, I wrote down how I thought every song sounded and then I played the game. And I remember the first couple of sections almost matching my description wow. of what I thought that the, mm-hmm. the game was going to look like for how it sounded. You should try that. Like the with the method of just listen to a soundtrack to first, first and seeing. Yeah, write it I down will. and write down what you think that, goes is, me, yeah. that section's going to be. Mm-hmm. I think that that like little experiment uh, really draws out the idea of how well a composer can make something for a video game and make it so much so that it it uh it's a part of the the game itself and it, it it's just like it's synonymous with that game yeah like it could exactly. not they could not exist without the other mm-hmm. one yeah and I, I love that and that's what makes a good game and then what makes a good soundtrack yeah yeah anything else in this past decade that sticks out i mean you know breath of the wild had clear impacts for Open world exploration games. PT, I think, is the most prominent first-person horror mm-hmm. type thing. Like without PT, there, I don't think Resident Evil Seven would be what it is. It's, no, yeah, there's no way. And then, then, like, it came because out of that, we got Resident Evil Two. Yeah, and now we're getting Resident Evil Three. And um, you know, everyone's trying to make something that feels that special. Yeah, and it's cool when somebody does that. something so good that it pushes everybody else to be better. Over the last 10 years, I mean, we've seen the rise and fall of, uh, and recently rise again of iOS games. True, true. Felt like it was, you know, there was like a window where it was really, really good. And then People it got like scared, really like it's going to take over, like, yeah, everything. Yeah, but it kind of fell off a bit, but now it's just, it, it made a place for itself. I feel like, and now it's just like another thing that you can play games on. It's not yeah. like a. It's not like a very. Things don't have to be so competitive. Like exactly. when a new thing it's comes okay out, to share. yeah, like <laughs> it's okay to have different spaces. It's and have the same thing in different yeah, spaces. Exactly. I think going forward in the future, I'd love to see everything on everything. Yeah, you know, and I'd like to own everything on everything. Mm-hmm. I think it would be cool to have one copy of. Oh, uh, you know, I got Undertale. I can play it on my mm-hmm. Apple TV. I can play it on my phone. I can play it on. Um, more crossplay and everything. Crossplay and everything. Yeah. The Steam remote play together stuff is really cool. Mm-hmm. Any anything that you know can simulate couch co-op, I think, is awesome. Yeah. I guess that's what uh, our next decade will hopefully hold. Yeah. What do you think the next decade's going to look like? What like do you, do you are there any big changes that you think are going to come from the next ten years? That I def- definitely see more virtual reality stuff being more implemented and more popular and more accessible. And when, and once accessibility becomes more, you know, available, obviously it's it's gonna it's gonna be another uh, thing that everyone's attached to and like knows a lot more about because it's still in that that like medium range right now where not a lot of people have it and I don't have it yeah. and I don't know a lot of people who do have it besides yeah. you i think so just eventually more people will have it and more and more games will come out that people would want to play like coming up alex is coming right. so that's everybody's gonna be, and it's a new decade so it's gonna yeah. be 
there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what I put in my notes too. Um, VR and the accessibility of VR, I think, is only going to get better. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I, I, I'm for it. I think it's yeah, awesome. Me too. I remember hearing about the, uh, like the suit type thing, the the gloves that were compatible with VR that mm-hmm. simulated pressure. So when you push on a wall. Like, in a video game you would feel the resistance from the actual glove you're Mm -hmm. wearing so it feels like you're pushing against something um imagine having an entire suit and just feeling the impact of somebody hit you or uh you know like in ready player one where like you can simulate rainfall you know oh man so many cool things and right now people just not a lot of people have room you know if you live Mm -hmm. in an apartment or something like that you definitely don't have room for uh all these cameras and all this stuff set up and just cables everywhere. I mean, yeah. I keep my PlayStation VR like packed away until the one night every six <laughs> months that everybody wants to play it for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. And I've heard of um, uh, places that have like set up more so, I guess, a mix between VR and AR where like they have actual structures and stuff that is a part of the outside world but it's implemented in the virtual world so you're feeling the, that that physical you space too physical. like a wall yeah uh, that's that's cool uh, like i've heard star wars stuff with that and, uh, and yeah. i've heard good stories I experience that, that. I, don't, yeah. I don't think i've done anything that mixed vr and ar together mm-hmm. and i'm luckily not one of those people who get sick from using vr I've had it. so thankful i know there's people out there who get really sick off of it and that I think that will be once that gets figured out with you know increased resolution and whatnot, it's this is only gonna get better and I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah. me too. Ever since I think when I was younger and watching VR Troopers, um, I'm excited for it. Yeah, I have always wanted VR to be a realistic thing. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see more accountability for uh, crunch. Yes, like in the next ten sustainabil- years, sustainability, sustainability, and game development. Videos. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's definitely a. I, I feel there's it's on a rise right now. More I've paying closer attention to how people are treated in development. So, I hope that just. Com- it needs to only get better. Yeah, yeah, it definitely does. Because um, that's it's hard. Not to- healthy. It's not healthy, yeah. yeah, and it's hard to enjoy something knowing that somebody yeah. really had to fucking suffer to mm-hmm. finish it. Yeah, like all these AAA games and Red Dead and stuff. It's just like it looks great. I was like, but like, how many people did it? and how many hours? Yeah, did it how many marriages did it? One animation to, right. to work exactly right. Exactly. It's yeah. It's it's hard to weigh things out like just that. Take more time. More time, be yeah. okay. What less less pressure from mm-hmm. publishers to have things finished? Yeah. I think the price of games needs to go up. Probably. It seems like the price of games needs to go up. Yeah, like, I mean, games have been sixty dollars for such a long time, and it definitely the the cost of production only goes up. Yeah. For those studios more time i would be okay with you know with games that have less downloadable content and just have you know this is the game costs a hundred dollars this is all the stuff that you get there you go yes okay sure i don't know i enjoy paying for things that i consume yeah yeah and supporting it i guess we're seeing more i guess we're seeing more and more like 
games being streamed. Yeah, um, I wonder what streaming is going to look like in 10 years. I guess both like, I, well, what I mean is like streaming as in like Stadia and stuff, but also live streaming oh, and yeah, stuff yes. to both actually. Um, there's more and more of that of e- each other. I mean, how long till data caps go away altogether? <laughs> because if data caps don't go away, we can't have this like yeah. streaming future. It's just, mm-hmm. there's no way you could play through all of Bread Dead Redemption 2 on a one terabyte <laughs> limit. You know? Yeah. Thank you for listening to episode two of And We Got Older. If you'd like to send in any questions, you can reach us at agopodcast at gmail.com. That's A W G O podcast at gmail.com. Until next time.